Welcome to Anchor Daily. My name is Angie, and we are reading through the book of Daniel. Hello again, podcast friends and family. We are looking today at Daniel 5. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Do you remember the first Bible you ever received? The first Bible I ever remember owning was a gift from my parents when I was in early elementary school. It was the Children's Living Bible, published by Tyndale, and it had a picture of Jesus on the front holding a lamb. Compared to children's Bibles today, that one did not read much like a simplified Bible for children. It had detailed maps and pictures of stories like David fighting a lion, but the lion pictured was big and scary, not friendly or cartoon-like. Maybe some of you own the exact same Bible as me. What I do not remember are some of the more, what I would call, bizarre stories that sometimes emerge from the pages of Scripture. I'm not sure if these were strategically left out of my children's Bible. I kind of hope so. (laughs) Or maybe I just quickly skimmed past the scary parts and stuck to the fun stuff, like David and Goliath. Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, and the birth story of Jesus. Well, our passage today contains one of those bizarre stories that I thankfully skipped over as a child, as the imagery in today's story would have likely caused me to sleep for a few nights at the foot of my mom and dad's bed. So we pick up the story in chapter 5, where King Nebuchadnezzar is no longer king, and his son Belshazzar is now on the throne. Belshazzar continues what seems like an Old Testament tradition of kings. He loved to throw lavish parties. At some point, Scripture says the king, in a show of drunken arrogance, ordered that the gold and silver chalices that his father had stolen from God's temple in Jerusalem be brought to him so he and his nobles, his wives and concubines, could drink from them. When the gold and silver chalices were brought in, They all drank wine from them and then drunkenly praised their own gods, idols made of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. This measure of disrespect towards the one true God was about to take a crazy bizarre turn, one which might have left you saying like me, what in the world? We pick up in verse five. At that very moment, the fingers of a human hand appeared and began writing on the lamp-illuminated, whitewashed walls of the palace. When the king saw the disembodied hand writing away, he went white as a ghost, scared out of his wits. His legs went limp and his knees knocked together. Hashtag cray-cray. This sounds like an episode from the Adams Family. Anyway, you get the idea. The king legit freaked out. I mean, have you ever seen a disembodied hand writing on a wall? Yeah, me neither. Well, the king does what he knows. He summons everyone who served the Babylonian gods, those who dabbled in the occult and claimed powers to tell fortunes. But none of them could understand what just happened, nor comprehend the writing on the wall. That phrase, the writing on the wall, typically means that a situation is going to become very difficult or unpleasant. In other words, we should pay attention and heed the warning of what is to come. So Daniel enters the picture. 
God gave him what he needed to read the writing on the wall. And as Daniel prepared to read the verdict to the king, verse 23 states, But you treat with contempt the living God who holds your entire life from birth to death in his hand. Upon hearing the stern warning and the news that followed, which wasn't good news, by the way, there is no indication that Belshazzar responded in humility or repentance. The truth was before him, and he was too prideful to see it. You know, sometimes in our everyday lives, when we struggle with a dilemma or a problem, we also cannot read the writing on the wall. We try in our own strength to fix or understand something, yet our efforts fall short too. When we attempt to engage the divine using only our mortal limitations, we set ourselves up for failure and we actually push ourselves away from God. That is what happened to the king. But when problems or dilemmas are run through the lens of scripture or through the lens of the Holy Spirit, truth becomes illuminated. Wisdom becomes easily accessible, and we are able in his strength to battle difficulties that might be headed our way. Like he always does, God showed up. Daniel submitted to his guidance, and even with the truth of the writing on the wall, the king missed the memo. Friends, let's not miss the memo either. Let's run our problems and our dilemmas through the lens of Scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit, and then respond with trust and obedience when confronted with the truth. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.